Welcome to Heritage Radio Network on Tour. I'm Sam Ben Ruby from The Grape Nation. Today we're broadcasting live from Charleston Wine and Food. We want to thank the Julia Child Foundation for making our coverage possible and to Charleston Wine and Food Festival for having HRN down here for the fifth year in a row. Our guests today are two old friends. I'm not even going to do your last names till the end, all right? It's like Prince or Madonna or whatever. <laughs> we have Femi and we have Miles from Graft. Graft is a wine shop uh, in Charleston that just celebrated its second anniversary. But even right. though you guys sit with us, and we may have gone through this before, I don't ever want to you know, take advantage of the fact that maybe our listeners don't know who you are. So, Femi, you go first, then Miles. Just give me a quick run-up you know, to what you were doing and how you got to where we are today. And then, Miles, you jump on that question, too. Yeah, um, kind of hard to separate our, yeah, kind of hard to separate our stories at this point. Um, but a uh, little backstory, Miles and I had been friends for about a decade um, before opening Graft. Um, we both Where'd kinda, you meet initially? We, we both were working in restaurants together. We started okay. working at a restaurant downtown called the Charleston Grill at the Charleston Place Hotel. Um, had a phenomenal mentor there, Rick Rubel, the wine director, great team of people to learn from, Mickey Bax, the maitre d', and Michelle Weaver, the chef. And uh, we kind of cut our teeth there, um, and working in a, in a really wine-focused restaurant. And uh, our, our paths kind of started there. They diverged for a moment, and they kind of uh, came back when we had this idea to kind of do what we're doing now. Um, but, um, yeah, it's been phenomenal. All right, so that was, when was the... Uh the Charleston Place thing? So Miles and I 10, met in 2008. It's the summer okay. of 2008. Okay. Yeah. And, and then uh, Miles, just fill in your half of the story. Um, yeah, so we, I guess we got hired to kind of run food together, which was uh, pretty humbling. But um, great experience. Like well, it was said. more a miracle that they trusted you to do it. I, but we my, don't divert. My sweet mother called in a favor to Mickey, and that definitely got me the job. I remember the first thing Mickey said to me is like, hey, you should probably dress nicer <laughs> for a job. And I had like a polo on and some shorts and I probably should yeah. dress nicer. But, um, you probably still have that polo. Yeah. After, uh, so when Femi and I kind of parted ways, he obviously remained a really good friend. And we, uh, I went to study abroad in Europe and stayed out there for a little while. And then um, after I graduated from college, I, you know, I grew up here. I spent my entire life here. It was time for me to, I wanted to like leave for a little bit because I knew I would come back and, uh, went to the West Coast, lived in Napa, lived in Willamette Valley, worked for a winery out there, went to the CIA, um, kind of bounced around. And then when I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, I always used to come home. And uh, I guess this thing all kind of bred from Femi and I just having lunch one Didn't day. Didn't you head east for a short period? I was Were in New York for a bit, yeah. Working I was some decent to work for, stuff, for, right? Yeah, I, uh, I always wanted to work for Danny Meyer. He's been a huge inspiration. Um, so I got a job at the Modern right when Michael Engelman got hired, and he became a huge inspiration. He's the so man. you worked for Michael how long? Uh, I was at the Modern for like a year, and then Maggie. Michael's the best. He's, right? he's the man. Yeah. He just left to go to Wine Spectator Tavern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a kind of different job for him. He's, I know, he's like, he's so smart, and he's yeah. like he 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 did the crew cup. He passed all three elements of the. Uh, the you know master yeah, saw him one legend. day and he's so time. young and like uh Amazing. he was just he was it was such an like a an honor to work with him so um, you you grew up in charleston or around or yes sir yeah like right and the, femi 
Yeah. Just give me a little background <laughs> at when and how you got here. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I moved around a good bit growing up, um, and uh, so, you know, and 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 wonderful, wonderful background. Um, thank you to my parents. Um, I was born in Nigeria. Um, kind of moved to the states when I was about two years old. Um, landed in Alabama, of all places. My father's an aerospace engineer, so. Kind of did a lot of NASA tons of Nigerians running around Alabama. Yeah, exactly. You know? So you know, we were in Huntsville, Alabama, Tuscaloosa. Moved up to Cleveland, Ohio for some years, and I went to high school in um, Northern Virginia, kind of around that DC area, and then came down to Charleston for college, and was like College yeah. of Charleston. Yeah, yeah, I called it to Charleston and decided did you come here for hospitality. Or I came here for, for, for women and hospitality, okay. but yeah. Well, you picked the right place at about 74%. Right, exactly. You know, so you didn't yeah. do wrong on that. Yeah, for sure. All right, I want to toot your horns a little because I think it was just last year. I mean, the current reigning year, you two guys won Food and Wine's Best Sommelier of 2019. True? Yeah. Collectively? Yeah, uh, yeah collectively with... Um, no, no, there were other people. Yeah, there were other, but it's but a very yeah, small as, handful. Yeah, but it's yeah, not we the, were the only. It's, we were the only... Tandem that, team, yeah, which I think was was really great for us. Um, What's funny to me is it's sort of a legit SOM award, but yeah. you guys technically won it as like retailers, as like yeah. wine store yeah. owners. Yeah, for even sure. though you strive to be an environment and yeah. even food exactly. and a restaurant and all of that. I, I think it's a testament to the culture that we have at Graft. Um, yeah, you know, we sell obviously retail, but I think the most important conversation about Graft is the. I think that the retail experience is, is great, and if you can, you know, create an incredible atmosphere in a retail store, that's great. Um, but Graph is kind of unique because it's a very let's, social. Let's talk about it. It's so social. We're talking yeah. two years to the week almost. Two years right? to the week, yeah. week, yeah. And there was a vibe and a vision that you had, yeah, which you were segueing into. Just tell me. Yeah, you know, I think that. Wine is phenomenal, and, and wine culture has always been great. Obviously, I got into it. But I think that there are a lot of people that ultimately feel like they don't identify with wine culture or that there's not a seat for them at the table. And, um, and so we started asking ourselves, why is that? And we started talking to people about, you know, the things that they didn't, you know, enjoy about going to a wine shop versus, like, just picking is up their wine at a grocery store. Is this pre-opening? Pre-opening, like yeah, pre-opening, yeah, exactly. together, it's like, what is, exactly. what's it going to we, we knew we wanted to create a wine shop, but, you know, we also didn't want to just be, you know, kind of basic about it and say, okay, we're going to open up a wine shop, here are four walls, or whatever. We so wanted you there. had to list five elements, yeah. you know, like music. Right. But, but tell me what you get when you walk in there. I think when you get in, you get atmosphere. And, you know, it's not just a wine shop. It's, you know, obviously we have a bar, but the bar was, the bar was, yeah, you know, the bar was introduced to create a particular atmosphere. We wanted it to be convivial. We wanted people to be able to walk in, see people, talk to people, want to hang out and stay, talk to us. Because imagine, you know, my friends visiting from out of town, coming to my shop, wanting to say hi, and maybe they don't want to buy anything. Or maybe, you know, they don't want to take a bottle to go. And it would be so boring to say, hey, thanks for coming by. See you later. So you set up every option <laughs> you know I mean? for that walk Like, in. come hang out. I mean, it's we're funny. very, yeah. It's funny, too, because the there was never, the intention was to never have a bar. Like, that was, there was, it was never like, hey, family, let's open a wine bar. Like, that was never it. It was always, it was always a shop. And then we realized in South Carolina, luckily, legally, you can do both. And then when it became that, it was just like, once you kind of start looking around the country at some places that are doing some cool things, like you see that there's a few 
And but in a lot of you know most of New England, it's not legal. You can't do it. Right. Uh, and when you were thinking about this, it's not like Charleston was chock full of yeah. good wine stores right. or even wine. Right. There's a few since. But but I think we knew you know when we we realized that we could create this space that was retail and a bar, and I think from the way that we like to kind of create, you know, whether it's at our house or, you know, parties, right. essentially, we knew it. that we could own it. You know, we're like, this is something that, this is this is an arena that we can play football in, you know, this type of space. So and, in the uh, two years yeah. since you've been open, yeah, have things changed or evolved? Have you figured things out that you didn't get early or you oh, added things? Oh, for sure. Things? I mean, I think it's, we're still constantly figuring it's things out. It's always gonna be I that mean, I, I mean, I, for me, I, I'd never, I never managed anybody. I'd never so worked. So you grew into that. I'd never worked behind a bar before. I'd never run an inventory. I'd never. Yeah, I'm hearing crazy things before. from a lot of people, but like, don't go by me. It's uh, to say that we've gotten super lucky seems like a discredit, but I don't mean that to discredit no, anyway. Like I think like the staff we have is they're they're so unbelievable, and we've lucked out. And like you know, one of our main focuses is I think I and I learned a lot of this obviously like Femi and I. From like the Danny Meyer perspective, like they are, our yeah. Our, our our greatest triumph has definitely been our staff. Yeah. There's no right. question about it. That's what makes yeah, it. Are, it's been our, there, our greatest they triumph. Carry Graf, the torch. Graf there. would not be whatever we thought it was going to be or hoped to be. We realized that it was only possible because of the if people I we hired. If I gave you today, yeah, one do-over since you opened that yeah. you could change, is there anything that obvious, or is there something you would do differently? You know, I mean, outside of like maybe some some things within the space, like you know, maybe it could be bigger. <laughs> you know, yeah, or like maybe we could have like a private. We would have lowered. We would have lowered everything about half a yeah. foot because yeah. no one's as tall as we are, and yeah, uh, maybe. We well, have a couple of people but there have been some things that we changed. Like day one, you know, we opened up during the uh, the Charleston Wine and Food Festival two years ago, and day one, I think we had seven wines by the glass, because we thought we were a shop that just has a few wines by the glass. You know, like, tell me now. Now we have like 20-something. 30. <laughs> and that's necessary because yeah. people are inquisitive. Yeah. They're willing to try yeah. and all of that. I mean, and we just started adding more and more. It would be like one month we added one, and then another month we added like two. And then just we realized, you know, yeah, now, we, I'm guessing this bar is stuff kicking. That we kind of accepted it, that, you know, the bar kicks, the retail kicks. Right. And uh, it's just a space, a space that does both. And you're offering stuff that a lot of people are not, you know, throwing up on the counter. Well, it's funny, too, because I think one of the things that gets constantly said to me, and I'm sure Femi, too, is, like, people come in the door and they go, you guys, it's, it's a really cool selection. You don't you don't teeter one way or the other. It's, like, you have all of the great classics. You have some more of the traditional stuff. And then you've got some of, like, the new age, like, more natural stuff. And it's just, and Femi and I, we, you really limit yourself when you pinpoint to one direction. And it's, like, the wine's good. Like, it's on the shelf. If it's, that's and, the most and important it's, thing. And obviously, it's super subjective, but... Um, that, that was just Femi. He emptied yeah. some bottles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so two years, you see some changes. See, what about Charleston's definitely an evolving market. You know, restaurants are adding. Yeah. King Street's going north. North Circle is kind of hot. What changes have you seen, you know, in the market? You sort of answered one of the questions. We used to have seven wines per yeah. glass. Now, you know, that's a change you had to make. But what other stuff in the market and trends or whatever? Everything's to wine? That relates to Charleston and, yeah. you know, the market around you. Well, you know, we have a lot. Which is one, Yeah, well, too. you know, there are, uh, there are an incredible amount of people that are moving to Charleston every day. 
Um, and so we're meeting a lot of new people. We're having a lot of new um, residential units kind of being erected throughout downtown. If you see it, I mean, uh, new apartment buildings, new hotels. I mean, we're just having an influx of people that are coming in. Well, I, don't, I don't know the, the statistics of it either, but they, from what I've seen, it, it's a lot of younger people. Like yeah. Well, that, that was sort of a segue. And, yeah. Right. Is the market being dominated by a younger consumer? Like, I hate to use the word millennials, but is is that the guy who wants more choices, you know, by the glass you know, I don't or know. wants the environment you've created? I don't know if that that it's being dominated, but I will say that I've noticed that a lot of younger people are more emphatic about their wine purchases. So, like, they are coming in and they're treating particular wines almost kind of with the excitement you see behind, like, sneaker culture. Like, people are, like, you know, lining up at shoe stores for the new like Nike or whatever Their one release. producer got released and, that day. Right? And they have that same, you know, um, fanaticism about, you know, n new growers of wine. Like, you know, for instance, like, um, and that's, and that's you, know, you know, a little bit beyond maybe what I've seen from older generations that will come in and they have the producers they look for, they like to see a nice selection, they like to see these things, but they come in looking for, you know. What, um, what people call when they hear that a wine's been released and they'll call. See if we got it. And ask right. for it. So is that following trends? Like they're reading about stuff or they're seeing I think seeing it's just culture Instagram? in general. I think I think it's just culture in general. I think it's, you yeah. know, it's sneaker culture, it's fashion, it's trends in the, in this in the, in a younger generation. People are just really into small um, producers of anything With and small releases, small releases and exactly and all that stuff. And that and that goes into everything. Whether you know? it's an age thing or not, that's yeah. a focus of sure, people are for sure. Do you think launching a business like you did a couple of years ago do you think social media, if social media didn't exist, do you think you could sort of get the vibe, I, the culture? And I, the I will say, and um, so I... both I, of you, well, you more yeah, than him, yeah. are pretty good practitioners. Yeah. So I do all the social media for Graf. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, well, you you well, nailed it. So I do all the social media for Graf. Any of that stuff, yeah. would be I do all the social media for Graf. And I will say that our... I will say that, like, creating our culture identity, like, Instagram has been... I can't even like begin to like tell you. So that's my question. How important Imagine life without that. Right. You know, yeah. you'd have to create it organically. It gave us literally, and I and I like being able to use this word. It gave us a channel to communicate who we are, what we do, and what we're about in a way that maybe we couldn't just do by just being in the four walls of our store. Right. And um, we literally, I mean, we continuously hammer in our culture. We drop playlists every month. We, you know, we are always. Um, I think kind of circling back to like yeah. creating a space where our friends wanted to come out, even if they weren't into wine. Like I, if if some if one of my friends is following us and it's a bottle picture after bottle picture after bottle picture, like they're not they don't want to see that. But if it's like see that's content, but that's bad content and boring content. It's yeah, and like, you know you guys have some built-in. There's the story yeah. of the place. There's the story of you guys. There's the wines. Right. There's events. There's the vibe. There's it's good the music, content. Yeah. Right. We, we try know, to make so sure the you, content. You try to accentuate yeah. it, right? It, you know, like listen, I, I know what it's like to scroll through an Instagram feed, and I know what it's like to skip things all the time. So we always try to make sure our posts are things that like are worth your 10 seconds of time. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So it's uh, it's fun to make. You know, I mean, obviously sometimes it's harder to come up and be creative, but I think we ultimately have a lot of fun and everyone engages us and it's awesome. Are you diligent? Like, you know, you want to post a couple times a day and you you're know, reaching for something that In the beginning, uh, I felt like I had to be people? diligent. In the beginning, I felt like I had to be really on it all the time. And I think, And I think now that we've, I think now the car is just rolling. It's rolling and, and people, they get our page, they understand it. 
And uh, we, now we just kind of post when we feel like we need to. Right. And it's funny, uh, even from yeah. that, like Kirsten, who helps run this, the whole place, she's got her own little thing that's kind of taken off and just to like watch that grow and honestly get so, sometimes more. So to give you a little background, so um, we brought on a new girl about a year ago, a little over a year ago, and uh, she's been incredible. She's, her name's Kirsten and she's become our manager. And on top of that, you know, we kind of sat down, we had an idea that we wanted to, to kind of really treat our employees like, um, like cast members of like SNL, you know, and, and promote them on our social media that way, like characters, that, a different people, level. characters that people become familiar with, like right. cast members of sorts. And uh, so we came up with an idea of giving Kirsten her own kind of um, her own Instagram account where she could just post about work and she would do these weekly tastings. We called it a, we called it a keeping up with Kirsten, like keeping up with the Kardashians. And um, it's brilliant. Yeah, and she created her own page Different for angle, it. More and content, got, fresh review, and you know she's she got her it. own following. We don't even have to. We don't even have to. We don't even. Yeah, we don't, we don't. The first month, I mean, I kind of baby it, like you know, babysat her a little bit, and then like she just like. Sort of ripping and roaring, and now some and of this stuff gets more attention. So you said it early. If you bring the but right I mean, people, it's in, amazing. But I mean, you got a, a good place. And as a business owner, I love it because she's just promoting our wines. <laughs> so I mean, right. it's great. It's pretty yeah. cool. So we talked about the vibe you wanted to set up there. Let's talk about physical. You walk into Graft, and it's a retail store, and there's a wine bar, or there's a bar to sit around, and then there's some cool seating areas, and there's always good music blasting and all that. Let's talk about the wines. I mean, retail-wise, how much stuff do you have? I mean, you can't have everything you want because of space, cost, whatever. So you're curating a selection of how much wine? Probably somewhere between 350 and 400 SKUs. Yeah, yeah. between 350 like and 400. It kind of bottles, fluctuates, like but yeah. Places. Right, and I'm yeah. sure that changes seasonally. But like, and we, have, you might, we might have... Like somewhere it's like forty like Italian reds, and it kind of is unfortunate because we only get to have a section that has like seven gamay, and like so you have to be super judicious about what you pick at what price point. But uh, I think it's more challenging in kind of a fun way because you have to like if we're selling a thirty-eight dollar bottle of Beaujolais, like in that price point, like it better be right the best one or right. like what we think is the best one. And uh, two things. How do you select? Like, is it stuff you like? Is it what you think the market wants? I mean, is it just you two guys going in the back and saying, this is what we like, let's order it? Or you know you need stuff because it's either seasonal or so kind of... this like is probably going to be like a very like typical Femi way of answering a question um, in terms of like, because I always kind of bring everything back to music. But one of my favorite things to do, like as a hobby every once in a while, I've done it since I was a kid, is I make playlists. Like in high school, you could always buy. You go to the music. You thing. could always buy like my 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 little mixtapes that I would make of like all the songs that I was feeling at the moment. And uh, I don't know. There's something that's really satisfying about a complete playlist. You know, when you feel like it represents a vibe or perspective or energy, etc. And uh, I think when you make, you know, a list of wines or a wine list, there's kind of a point where you're like, this is a complete playlist. So we just try to, I think, complete the playlist. We try to find, you know producers that we think we're missing or something that we're missing to kind of create a certain effect. I think there's a lot of drama in, you know, the, our right. selection, you know, it's, uh, as you move through it, you know, I think Character. it kind of tells a story. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. I'm, a, I'm a typical ethnocentric New Yorker and anything I want is there at a restaurant, at retail, at a tasting. Can you guys get the wines that you want down here? 
I mean, are there things that you just don't have access to that you know you'd want to have? Because there's, nothing wrong with Charleston, South Carolina, the South, but, you know, market size and all, does that uh, exclude you? It's more the other way. I mean, there's certainly always things that I want that I can't get, but uh, for the most part, we actually have, like, it almost seems like an abundance of things that are really highly out. Because, you know, in, it's a smaller market. People want their wines here. It's a food town. And instead of being 100 accounts fighting over it, like in New York, there's only three or four here. Right. And so, honestly, like, we find ourselves more time than not buying huge allocations that we know we're going to sit on for a while, but you can't say no to them because if it were any other market, people would be to the nail over it. What, um, what's exciting you guys right now? I mean, what's in the fridge, on the table, you know, new stuff for the for graft, um, varietal, region, winery. I mean, I think people love to hear from guys like you, you know, that's kind of hanging in front of you now. I feel like personally, like I know this is, like we agree on every wine we choose, but I know that there's different things in the shop that we love. Like the wine that we're drinking right now. Let's like talk I, about I it. I never thought I would I always ask my guests to bring a wine because it's free wine. But more importantly, <laughs> it's more important to me to look at, what you're bringing because it's something that's important to you. So quickly tell me what this is. Yeah, so uh, uh, Nate Reddy is a super brilliant master psalm. Um, when I was working at... The Beard. Yeah. It was working at... Because I, I spent some harvest out at Antica Terra and he used to help blend. And then uh, he started this project uh, right after I left and he's like right outside of Hood River in the Gorge um, Hayu Smock Shop in Sum. And this is... a. Uh, Feiss is the name of the wine. If so Feiss is part of Smock Shop? Yeah. This is, and Nate also has Hayu. Yeah, and Zoom. Right. Z-U-M, yeah. This, right. is, this is under the Zoom label, but... Um, What's in this? It's... Is it like a field blend, typical so of a like, I think it's like an acre and a half lot, and it's own rooted Zinfandel, and he's taken some like ancient varietals from Southwest and Bordeaux and grafted them on the top canopy if I'm and I remember I've been there once and the vineyard is insane because it's like uh fest and like Cab Franc and Cabernet grafted on the top of Zinfandel and like That's it's great. all foot tread on these huge wooden vats and he's doing like like multi-vintage blends that but the wines are you know my he doesn't even like turn over the soil in the vineyard like it, I know it's, it's but the wines are squeaky clean and have so much character. What are you getting on this? I mean, it drinks like Cab Franc to me. Like it Drinks like what? Like Cab Franc, like Loire so Valley. So it's a little vegetal and... Yeah, like it's... But it's... I think it's... I think it's super... I think the wine's phenomenal. Uh, and you taste them all together and like the wine's just... When they're by themselves you can't quite figure them out and you take... Like we have, we're lucky enough to taste them all together and you're just like these wines like... Nobody's doing this right now, or nobody's doing it as well. Is this wine available on the shelves and to buy and pour? Unless I drink it all, yeah. It's, it's available. Right. But it, yeah, we, we get, again, like I never thought I would see this wine in South Carolina, and we get it. and It's great. I mean, Nate's been on the show, and um, he's just a great guy making some great wines. Um, before I let you guys. That's fine. I don't know if Femi had anything else, to, if you had anything you were excited about. Man, I love it. Um, before I let you go, tell me where people could find out more stuff. Uh, let's talk about social media. If they want to follow the store, 
Yeah, please do. Please do. At Graft. Yeah. C-H-F. The best way to find us is on Instagram. Uh, Graft, so G-R-A-F-T-C-H-S, like Charleston. And um, I've known yeah. you for a bunch of years. Yeah. I like following you. Yeah. Where could people follow you? Yeah, and you can follow, find me on the gram too, uh, Femington Steel, um, F-E-M-I-N-G-T-O-N, Steel. You'll find does, me. Does Miles even have a smartphone? I mean, where do we follow <laughs> <All right>. him? <laughs> he just made his profile like public two weeks ago. Is that really true? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like no two BS? Weeks ago. Yeah. 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 Does <laughs> anything from this guy rub off on you? <laughs> you know, Miles I, just like sees it and goes, I'm so happy that you do that so that I don't have to. <laughs> I, I, I love what it's able to do, but man, I hate it. I, I, I'm one of those people I don't really, I also don't really like to do. I, I carry the cross. I, I don't like for people to like know where I am all the time. And it's, it's just... Well, listen, I want to thank you guys for coming in. I don't care what anyone else says. You guys are rock stars to me. You know I love you guys yeah, and I'll always man. support you. We... And thank you for coming. As long as we're coming here and we're doing this and you're in town, you're always welcome on the show. No, I wish you continued yes, success. Indeed. Shout out to Will. You know, at the store, shout out to Will, who's in Mexico DJing yeah, right yeah, now, I know. by the yeah. way. What are we um, doing here? Yeah, really. So thank you to Femi and Miles from uh, Graft Wine Shop in Charleston. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network on tour. I'm Sam Ben Ruby from the Grape Nation. Thanks again to the Julia Child Foundation for making our coverage possible. Stay tuned for more Charleston wine and food, which is again going to be me. Thank you guys, and see you soon. No thank you. Thank you. This program is powered by Simplecast. 